We were designed to hunger for the deep things of God, to thrive on faith and wonder, to seek out divine wisdom that defies human logic. We were designed to unlock the mysteries of God. This is Breathing Underwater. If you have ever tried to look up the meaning of the number 13, whether in a dream dictionary or maybe you just Googled it, you are likely to have found pretty much the same negative-seeming interpretations, which are rebellion or chaos or sin, or I think I even saw Satan's number in one of the places that I looked. And I just have to tell you, while I do believe absolutely that there are negative interpretations for numbers and for symbols, I can just not get behind the fact that there were no positive interpretations that I could find. Nor, for the record, can I get behind anything belonging to Satan. Just for the record, let's be real about this. Scripture says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, okay? And we believe that he created all things seen and unseen. So, there is nothing that belongs to Satan, especially no number, okay? They're all gods. (laughs) But I was really sure that the Holy Spirit was going to show me a a positive interpretation for the number 13. So I did a little research and guess what? I found it. You are welcome. And I really felt that God wanted to bring this interpretation for you guys today because he's speaking to some of you through 13. And it's also going to be apropos to what we're talking about on the podcast today, as you will see. But the positive spin, the positive interpretation of the number 13 is this. Because the Hebrew word for love and the Hebrew word for oneness both have the numeric value of 13, 13 can also be interpreted as covenant love and unity. Covenant love and unity. Isn't that beautiful? And so depending on the context of your dream or your vision or whatever area of your life that you're seeing the 13, I'm going to challenge you to go to God and discern which one of these he's using to speak to you. Now, even though rebellion and sin and pride and chaos feel really negative, we need to just remember that we are discerning and interpreting through the character of God. And if he is showing you some area of your life that is in chaos, or if he is speaking to some area where there's pride that he's wanting to expose, it is through his heart of overwhelming love and care for your well-being because he's a really good father so if you are sensing that he's actually showing you hey there's some things that are out of order there's some chaos here he's going to show you how to bring things back into order what to do maybe you're ending a relationship or maybe you're adding something to your life maybe you're changing a routine I don't know what that would be but we don't need to be afraid of the quote-unquote negative interpretations of numbers or symbols you just get to discern is that what God is speaking to this particular dream or is he speaking to you about covenant love and oneness and unity which I would say sometimes it's both so I'm going to leave that with you and if you haven't figured it out yet this is episode 13 yes it is of breathing underwater I am your host. My name is Margot. It is my great, great honor to host this podcast. It is one of the greatest joys of my life. And today we have in store for us a live interpretation with my good friend, Lindsay Morgan Snyder, who 
is a hoot. You are going to (laughs) see. She is just so much fun, and we have a lot of fun together. And in this interpretation time, God showed up. The Holy Spirit just surprised both of us and brought this really deep and beautifully profound interpretation of this dream. Man, I'm emotional just thinking about it. So just prepare yourself to receive such beautiful impartation and receive from her testimony and from what God is doing in her life and speaking to her through this dream, I want you to just sit back and relax and get into receive mode and let the Holy Spirit move as you listen to this live interpretation in episode 13. Hi, Lindsay. Hi. Oh my gosh. It actually feels really weird to call you Lindsay. So this is Lindsay Morgan Snyder, but I know her as Morgie. Can I call you Morgie? Please. (laughs) Love it. I love it. I miss it. I miss it. Oh my gosh. Morgie and I have a really fun history. We met, well, I'll let her tell a little bit of that story, but we did end up living together for a period of time. She is now in LA, so she's further away than I would like her to be. But this woman, you are going to find out very quickly. She is so full of energy and so full of wisdom and so full of life. She is just like a magnet to be around. And she is an author and a speaker and a teacher and just a wise woman. I would even say actress. Would you put that in your, put that in your, no, no girl. I don't know. I don't know. Dramatic, but you know, yes, you are dramatic, but I just see you on screen. So, okay, we'll, we'll save that. You don't have to officially put that on your resume yet, but I could just brag on you forever. I'm so happy that you're here and that you're joining. I love it. Thank you, Margot. I'm so honored to be here. I love it that we both maybe had different names at one point that might've been the same. Yes, we did. The listeners don't know about that yet. I'm going to have to give them, don't worry. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll bring it out into the light now that you mention it. Keep going. Sorry, sorry, sorry. To, um, but yeah, thanks guys. I'm excited to be here and I'm so excited to hear this interpretation. It's going to be fun. Um, but like she said, I'm an author and a speaker and I did get the honor of living with Miss Margot mm-hmm. and it was, wow, it was so beautiful. It's one of my favorite parts of second year of school but it is a fun story. I love fashion, as you might know, Margot loves fashion. And um, there was a mutual friend of ours who taught about fashion actually in the school I was going to. And she said, oh, my friend and I are going to have a clothing swap, which I am so into a clothing swap. I'm like, sign me up clothing swap, right? So I drive over to this girl's house and there it's a pink door. And I was like, oh, I love her style. I love her pink door. And so I like just walk up with my clothes, you know, and, and later Margot told me, and I can let you tell this part. She's like, I just felt the Holy Spirit when you walked up. And what was funny is I was needing a place to live the next year for school. And so I ended up living there, which was a huge gift. It was so powerful. I mean, it was so fun. So that was a really fun year, Lynn. And it was, it was, she came to my front door, my pink front door with her bag of clothes And when I saw her standing there, the Holy Spirit just snuck it into my spirit. It was like, oh, she's going to live here. I just saw it. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I didn't mention anything to you in the moment either. It was totally a different story the way it came about later on. So that was, that was so fun. That was so, so fun. And Morgie is the most entertaining people ever. I could just go on and on, but I'm going to (laughs) stop because I'm going to let you tell us a little bit about your, your dream history 
or your experience with dreams, interpretation, or the prophetic, whatever you want to say about that. So I would say that I didn't know that God spoke through dreams until a few years ago. And I would have dreams and they would, they would frustrate me. Like I didn't actually like it because I didn't know how to interpret it. So it kind of stressed me out. You know, I just want to kind of throw them away because they were like an epic, like <laughs> very confusing in my eyes, you know, um, it didn't make sense. So it kind of stressed me out. And I'm honestly used to hearing God, like sort of the still small voice. Like I really connect with father with the still small voice. So I'm used to just hearing him that way. So the fact that he kind of wanted to shift me and teach me a new language was frustrating to me, to be very honest with you. So, um, yeah, but I would say I started to really maybe pay a little bit more attention when I was in a really hard season a few years back. Um, I just was like in a bad situation and I kept having these dreams of like, uh, like they were, they were dreams that were trying to tell me something and I didn't understand what they were trying to tell me. But like years after I look back and I'm like, oh, that was God wow. <laughs> trying to help me, you know, but I didn't know and I didn't know how to interpret them. So I'm so grateful for people like you, Margo, who teach us how to do this, because I mean, if you don't know, you don't know, you know, you need help. <laughs> yeah. But I later ended up in a dream interpretation group with some friends here in Los Angeles they studied under, um, what's the gentleman who uh, did a lot of dreams, dream interpretation? He, he passed. John Paul Jackson. John there Paul it Jackson. is. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. So they studied under him. So I started going to their house and, you know, like I was, it was almost like, you know, being under their grace, the dreams just came, came, came. Wow. So they would interpret them and it was very healing to me actually because of the hard season I'd come out of. It was very healing to me. And um, so I really started to kind of get into it. And then uh, one of my friends in that group and I started just going back and forth. We would just send each other our dreams and try to get at least a little bit interpretation. And it was really helpful a lot. It was very helpful. And then one other thing that started happening, which was really cool. And you've talked about this, but like mainly I was experiencing where I would have dreams and it would help me process the current moment I was going through, which was, which was cool. But then the prophetic stuff, I think, started happening wow. I'd have a dream about something that didn't make a lot of sense, but then six months later, parts of that dream would happen. So wow. for instance, I had a dream about a, a friend I knew from, you know, maybe five, six years ago who I hadn't talked to in a while. She moved, had a baby, just was doing other things in life. And I had a dream about her six months ago. The dream, I didn't really understand it, but fast forward six months later, we ended up reconnecting. She ended up giving giving me some work, which ended up helping me go on this epic trip that God sent me on. So it was kind of interesting how I was starting to see like, oh, I had a dream about this person six months ago. I had no idea what it meant. But then six months later, you know, this girl and I reconnected and then this whole thing happened. So I feel like that maybe is a little bit of the prophetic side of it. But girl, I don't know. Okay, I love it. Morgie is so um, in tune with the Holy Spirit. It has a really beautifully unique, I would say, relationship with God where she has a whole journaling practice, which I'm going to actually give you the link to some of her stuff at the end of the podcast because I advise following what this woman is doing. She has this really beautiful way of journaling God's voice and actually hearing him that way. So to hear you and your wisdom in, through the dream realm 
is going to be really, really fun. And I love also that you just pointed to, it's like learning a new language. So when you first started dreaming, it was so frustrating because it's like, this is very different than journaling your voice and hearing you in a really linear way. Like this is all symbolic and what? So without further ado, I will let you bring us your dream for today. Go ahead and just tell it front to back and then I'll ask you the questions. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I know, I have a little anticipation in me. Okay, this is cool. Um, so I remember seeing my friend Danica's family uh, in this like medical center type building. It was like a big, it was a really beautiful building, actually. We were inside the building, but it was a medical center, but it was very beautiful. And they were playing Christian music inside the medical center. Um, mm. And it was like worship music. And then everyone started like worshiping. Mm. And then there was like a financier, I didn't have a name for that, but it was a financier who, who wanted to pay for my wedding and I'm single as a Pringle. So, you know, uh -oh. so, um, anyway, I saw my friend Danica and I actually didn't really see her family, but I just had a sense her family was there in the beginning of the dream. And she looked very professional, but mm. I don't think she saw me. Mm. And then I remember like my mom in the dream for a moment, um, but I don't know what she was doing. And I had just had spoken to my mom that night. So I didn't know if that was part of the dream or that was like a little part of the soul coming in. Not sure. Um, but this, this financier person started talking to me about my wedding. And they're like, what do you want? What do you want at your wedding? And started asking me all these very detailed questions about my wedding. And I felt honestly like there's something a little off, but I wasn't sure what it was. Um, and then they said, I want you to have fun um, at your wedding. Like, what kind of music do you like? What kind of food do you want? Do you want to taste some food for your wedding? And that's all I really remember about that part of the dream. But then there was almost like the second scene or whatnot. And I left the building and I walked, it was almost like I was on a campus, some kind of like medical campus. Mm. It felt like that for some reason. When I walked up this sidewalk to a gray building and I went into the building and it was a dress shop, not wedding dresses. It was just a beaut. I love clothes. We already said that, but it was like this beautiful mm. dress shop, these beautiful dresses, you know? And I was like trying on some different dresses and it was very glamorous. Like the dresses were very glamorous. And I just remember putting on this one dress and, and like really liking it. Wow. <laughs> That's really all I remember. Um, and then I don't know if you want me to tell this part right now about how like in real life I saw it. Sure. This. Yeah. Okay. So then, so um, that dream was January uh, 2022. So over a year ago. And then I just was in Israel um, last month in March. And I had obviously forgotten about this dream, but we had just got to Jerusalem and we parked in this parking lot and we walked out of this parking lot and I saw this building and I was like, oh, that was the building in my dream. And it was, it was like a campus and it had like the gray building. And it really was kind of like shocking to me because wow. again, I hadn't thought about this dream in probably a year, but it like came right back to me. It was very interesting. So that's really cool because you were actually just talking to us earlier about how something literal in real life triggered a mem uh, the memory of a dream for you. Mm. Was, so this must be a thing that God does with you. I love that. So what you saw in 
in Israel, was it the whole campus, like both buildings, or it was just one of the buildings? I think it was like the campus. I, wow. I think it was like the shot that, you know, in my dream, visually, I saw this like kind of shot of the outside, you know, like the sidewalk that walked up to the gray building. That's what I saw. It was kind of like an exact picture of what I saw in my dream. Wow. That's yeah. amazing. And I, I would say it probably has something to do with the interpretation. Like it's not an accident. So, okay, we'll dig into that a little bit more. Um, so you said, I was going to ask you the three questions I always ask is, what was the date? And you already mentioned that, which was January, 2022. And then what would you title the dream if you were to give it a title? <laughs> I love this stuff, but um, <laughs> maybe like from death to life or something like that, because it was like this medical, it was like this medical thing, you know? And then I was in this like very life-giving place. I love it. That's perfect. One of the reasons we have people title is because whatever comes to mind or whatever feels appropriate is often going to speak to the interpretation without even knowing it. So that was key. What you just said, death to life. I love it. And then what would you say the main emotions were? Was it a, was it a positive dream? Did it feel negative or a combination? I would say hopeful, maybe mm. word. Yeah. Beautiful. So in the dream, it felt, you felt hopeful. I think so. I mean, there was that moment where I was like, something feels a little off, but it was still hope. There was still like, oh, my wedding and, you know, a pretty dress and people I care, you know, the Danica and her family are really beautiful people. So, you know, it was, and my mom being there, like it was, you know, it was very hopeful. Like it was good. There was just that one moment of like, something feels off. Yep. Okay. Perfect. And then Danica, can you explain like, if she were to be metaphorical, if she was symbolic in that, what would she represent to you? Who or what would she represent to you? Okay. Well, it's kind of funny, but um, she, her family has a, um, a Medi spa in Northern yeah. California. So beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And you were, con you were in a medical building, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, a Medi spa. Interesting. <laughs> Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, I had to look up Danica as soon as you said it, because I'm like, that is a unique name. And I feel the Holy spirit on it. Hmm. And the name Danica means morning star hmm. and attentive. Hmm. That Can I show you my shirt has stars on it. It does have stars on it. So many stars. When I saw that in there, I thought morning star, man, that is something. And it doesn't, doesn't scripture refer to Jesus as the bright morning star? I'd have to look it up to be very honest with you. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, no, me neither. I'll, I'll look it up too. Okay. So your mom, she just had a little moment, kind of a cameo in the dream. Yeah. Cameo. And what, and that was at what part again? That was in between actually, you know, the, the worship, you know, this, this thing kind of bursting out into worship, this medical center bursting out into worship and the financier coming to pay for my wedding. It was right. It. Was her cameo. Was in between. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So buildings are always really symbolic, right? And the fact that these took place on a campus mm -hmm. and there were two different buildings, buildings can represent, I guess, a lot of different things. They can represent a ministry or a church or a person, like depending on the size of it. 
the fact that this was a medical center definitely connotates like a healing of some sort. And so I'm wondering if this is actually speaking to like the church and a place of worship, but also a place of healing in God's presence, or if this is speaking to um, you as a person and a season even of just a lot of God's presence. I think that the building could actually represent me because I was healing, you know, I was healing. And um, so I kind of feel like at the, in that, at that time, I was, I was still a little skittish of church. To be so, um, God was kind of wooing me back to church. Yeah. Um, he was wooing me back to church through this really cool story. This is like incredibly beautiful story. Okay. So we think this is probably more represent representative of you and the season or what was going on with you or what is going on with you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then this other building that you go into eventually is another space, but this one isn't a church, it's a shop, but it's full of glamorous dresses and you end up trying dresses on and you love one and it's lavish. Did you use the word lavish? Yeah. I think you did use the word lavish. Is there anything else you can remember about the dress? I do remember something significant. Holy spirit. What was it? Don't worry. He does help us. I know he's so kind. Um, I think I tried on a few and then this one, I was like, oh, I like it. You know, I just remember being like, oh, I think it had zippers on it. <laughs> something like that. It was kind of unusual. Like it's not something I probably would have picked out in real life, but in the dream, I really liked it, but I think it had like zippers on it. Or it oh, was, wow. It's kind of unique in a way. Like you, Morgie like Morgie. <laughs> totally like Morgie. Man, zippers, that is something. So interestingly, I was wondering if this shop was actually representing your ministry or your business or something that you're called to. Because buildings can be, you know, ministries, businesses, churches, people, you know. And I wondered if this was you kind of moving from a, a place of healing and in the presence of God into kind of destiny ministry business over here. And you were trying on dresses, which I would say clothing has to do often with identity or what we're clothing ourselves in, in the season. And so you were trying different lavish gowns on, which are so feminine and so you, and has been so a part of your healing journey is even coming into more and more femininity and owning that, right? Yes. And so you finding this dress that you love, tried on a couple, but this is, this is it. I wonder if it spoke to just this, this ministry or business of yours that really is about femininity and really is about things fitting and things actually clicking into place for people. And then when I just looked up zippers, one of the symbolisms, hmm, one of the meanings for zipper, let's try that is opening or an opportunity because it's actually revealing something, right? So if you're taking a zipper down, it's something is being unveiled and it's an opening or an opportunity. So that felt like it actually fit with my sense about a ministry or a business or something like that. I'm wondering if there's an opportunity coming or maybe you've already stepped into this. You know, it's interesting that you say that because just recently um, I when I was in Israel, I bought this 
dress. I had a wedding. One of my best friends was getting married and, um, you know, so have to buy a new dress. And, um, and so, um, I was like, gosh, I wouldn't mind getting something very like traditional from Israel, you know? So we went into this, this shop and I bought this like very traditional Arabic dress. I mean, it's gorgeous. Actually. It's like straight, like Arabic princess, like dress, you know? And I asked my friend if I could wear it to her wedding because it felt like a little bit much, but she's like, absolutely. You know, I was like, okay. So that was just on Saturday and it was so fun. I loved wearing it. it just was, I just love clothes, you know? So like you, Margo. So I just felt so, so I just loved that it was very traditional to, you know, another land and all this stuff. And then today I was, I love to look at my memories on my Facebook. It just really encourages me. You know, I just, oh yeah, that happened then. I'm really a reflector type person. And, um, and so I was looking at my memories on Facebook and 10 years ago today, I, you know, I was at this event. I used to work in, in, uh, like leadership and so leadership events. And so um, I was at this event and there were these women there from Rwanda and they were selling clothes and wow. I had bought this dress from them and I had it on. I was standing beside them in the picture. Hey, you know, and I just was like, I love, you know, buying clothes from these other countries. And it was 10 years ago today. And so I actually put on my Instagram, I was like, I was like, wow, I must really like buying dresses from other nations, you know? And I said, um, yeah, it was so interesting. And then I said, hmm, I wonder if this means something, you know? And so, um, and then when I was in Israel, we, we stopped upon this, the first couture uh, fashion house in, in all of Israel. And I know, girl, it was next level. It's called Mystique. Mystique, I bought a hat. How did you not mention this before? This is, sounds like your dream. <laughs> in Israel. And you saw the canvas in Israel. And then you bought a dress in Israel. And then you were at this, like, fashion house in Israel. I'm like, wait, is this what you just told us your dream was? Okay, keep going. <laughs> we need people like you, Margo. I mean, when it's in your own head, you're not really seeing it. We need we need people like you to help us. So, um, so then I know it's all just coming to me now. It's like, I'm under your grace, girl. That's why. <laughs> so then we happened upon this. Um, yeah. The first couture, uh, fashion house in Israel. And you know me, I love stories. I'm a storyteller. And so, um, this lady starts telling us the story of this place, you know, this, this fashion house. And it's amazing. The story is just incredible. Like, they used to like be in like New York fashion. Show. I mean, it was like this whole other thing. And I just love, like, I just love this stuff. And she talked about how the woman that started it, I can't get the story exactly right, but like, I think she was the wife of like one of the top Israeli commanders or wow. I think even bigger than that, to be honest. I just can't remember the, the language, but, um, and she started as a way to empower women. And so she got these women from all different, like, you know, uh, nations together. And that's how they brought these clothes together because they would all take little pieces and parts of their, yes, I know, little pieces and parts of like their native, you know, way they do clothes, sorry for my random language. And they would put them together and that's what made them so beautiful. And, um, and so I'm like obsessed, of course, can't afford anything in the store, but there's these cute hats and I love a good hat. Um, there are these cute hats. They're so cool. And, um, they, and so I tried one on and it was a little expensive for a hat, but I had to buy it. Okay. 
do you hear that you were just talking about also like a clothing exchange? <laughs> this that is so bizarre. All these women coming and bringing their clothes and putting them together. And that's how we started this podcast today. We're talking about how we met at a clothing exchange. Okay, I'm getting weirded out. No, I'm not. No, I'm not at all. This is totally the language of the spirit. There are so many dots connecting. Oh my word. Okay. Threads, threads, threads. I mean, threads and how prophetic threads with clothing. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You go girl. Okay. So this, this, this dream, I have to go back to this, the, what, how you just said that when you were in Israel, you saw the building and you bought a dress there for your friend's wedding. Did you just wear that to the wedding just on Saturday? Like a couple days ago, Saturday, a couple days ago, Saturday. Okay. Whoa. All of our time frames are like totally coming together as well. Okay. So in every, with everything that you just said, that second building that you saw in Israel and actually went to like a couture, one of the first couture houses in Israel, do you, does it feel to you like that could be what that second house is speaking to or the second building is speaking to you in your dream? Or does it seem different? Hmm. Does it feel spiritually like the same as it did in the dream? Well, I hadn't even thought about any of this connecting until I was on your podcast. Like it had not clicked at all. Kind of crazy. And, I mean, cause the hospital, you know, it was like a hospital's where you get healing. And, and the truth is like, I did have a lot of medical problems when I was a kid and my mom was always there for me and helped me, you know, I mean, my poor mom, like she had to go through all of this, you know, to like, cause she had this little sick daughter, like, like really my whole life. And so then moving into like this financier, like wanting to help me with my wedding. What do you want, Lindsay? You know, like, I don't know if that was like God, I don't know who that was, but I saw that in Jerusalem. I got the dress that I wore to my friend's wedding in Jerusalem. The Couture Fashion House was in Tel Aviv or Haifa actually, which is near Tel Aviv, which is where Peter raised uh, Tabitha, I think from the dead, it was in that town, the little tiny town, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not good with like miles, but like not even a mile from the couture house was not even a mile from where they, where they have listed that Peter raised Tabitha from the dead. Um, I feel the Lord so strong. I have to stop you for a second. I cannot remember what you titled this dream from death to life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa whoa <laughs> I always know it's the Holy Spirit when I cry <laughs> yeah I'm crying too <laughs> I know interesting I know yeah, well, there's that <laughs> welcome to <laughs> breathing underwater podcast <laughs> <laughs> Holy Spirit shows up and stuff happens. Wow. Gosh, that's so beautiful. Okay. So I kind of don't even want to try and touch it now. It just feels so holy. Um, just God speaking about your journey and even of being a sick little girl and him literally healing you 
and raising you. I mean, your friend Danica was with you who her whole family owns a medispa. Yeah. Which is a place of healing and rest. And beauty, honestly. And beauty. And, and confidence. I think their tagline is, this is very kingdom, you know, their tagline is live confidently. <laughs> oh, isn't that beautiful? Yeah. And what a picture even in that dream of your your journey of God scooping you up and bringing you into his presence, into relationship with him and long seasons of healing and restoration happening. And then into this place of lavish beauty and dresses and femininity and like really who you are now and who you're becoming even more and standing in that place of confidence. And I actually believe that opening or opportunity word about the zipper is actually pretty profound. And that might be why we're interpreting this now mm -hmm. is because I feel like the work God has done in you through this, bringing you from death to life, quite literally bringing you from death to life and in the fullness of, of who you are and, and your femininity and your confidence and your connection to him and all of this. And this is now the season for opening an opportunity. Like it's been a, it's been a journey of preparation and now some more is opening to you. I know. You know, other thing that is popping in my mind as we're talking is, um, is that, you know, and I don't mind being vulnerable, you know, me, like I'm Miss totally. <laughs> Um, but is that I was born without like female organs, mm -hmm. you know? And so like, just the, like femininity thing, like, I don't know, it's super interesting. And, and, you know, I have gotten words that God's going to heal that. I mean, I'm 46 years old. So I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of old, but, you know, like, God can do anything. So I don't, you know, it, you know, it's no matter what, like, God knows what's best. And I'm good with that. But it's interesting. <laughs> it's, it's interesting. And it's so insanely powerful lens. I mean, thank you for even just sharing that detail. I didn't obviously want to go there unless you were going to go there, but I really think there's some people that need to hear this too. Yeah. Feel the Holy Spirit so strong. Whew. And just in what was robbed from you and really your true identity and how you had to fight. I mean, physically and emotionally and spiritually for your femininity and for beauty. And I've got to witness some of that journey and it is fierce and you are fierce in this and God is fierce in you. There must be such gnarly calling on you and the call to femininity and to really holding that down and being confident in that and being unapologetic. And we know that God works all things together for good, but I also know that he repays with interest. Yes. Yes, he does. And so yes. I just thinking about what is coming for you. But I'm so glad that you shared that and your battle in this because it just makes it even more poignant mm -hmm. and beautiful to know that part of your story, especially in the death to life piece. The guy that we don't really know who he was yet, <laughs> who was the financier. I love that you use that word. So <laughs> chic. This financier comes to you. It's like, I would like to pay for your wedding, whatever you want. I want it to be the way you want it to be. Okay, yes, please, first of all. But you said that it felt like you had a little bit of a weirdness about it, or it felt a little bit odd. Do you have any more sense about what that could be about? Did it feel like discernment in the dream? Or did it feel like, oh, I'm kind of uncomfortable talking about weddings? Hmm. I 
think if I remember correctly, I ha- there was it felt uncomfortable receiving that big of a gift. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But this is this is your papa and you know <laughs> he's wild. He is wild. So what do you feel like that piece means to you then? I do kind of wonder if it was God, you know, if the financier was God. Like I think it is. Oh, you do. Okay. I think yeah. it's Papa. Papa God. I know he's my favorite. Um, no, they're all my favorite, but he's maybe a little bit more my favorite. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> of the Trinity, he might be a little more my favorite. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> no, just they're all equal. Um, but it's a good question. I think that I've been on a long journey of learning to receive because I've been a pretty independent gal uh, most of my life. Um, a pretty like uh, self-sufficient. I don't need anyone. Like I can do it myself kind of thing, which was well-intentioned, but totally not all the way healthy. Um, and so God's really been breaking that down, you know, um, over like seven years, like just you know, kind of, I'm not saying God causes certain things, but you know, things happen in life. And then God's like, I'm it, you know, so like, you know, I felt him tell me to step, step away from my job, like seven years ago, my really high paying job. And I then slowly just became really kind of broke. And, um, but I, I'm telling you, I did everything I could do to keep it going all by my little self until I couldn't any longer. And then I got so mad at God, but on the other side of it, he was teaching me how to receive. Like you have to learn that you need other people and you need help sometimes. And it's not a shameful thing to need help. It's not a shameful thing to receive. And and in that learning to receive financially from people and help, I also learned to receive healing, to be honest with you, because, um, you know, I had something going on in my body and I think it's when I lived with you. I can't quite, I, yeah, it was. And I just remember being in, and I was trying all the things, you know? And um, I remember I gotten tested for this kind of blood disease thing that was going on. It wasn't terminal, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't lovely. And um, I had gotten prayer for it and all these different things. And I felt like in this one worship service, God said, Lindsay, just receive it just receive my healing. And I was like, it can't be that easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't we have to do all these things? You know? Right. So I was laying in the service and I just remember laying down and okay, you know, I guess I'll try that because nothing else is working. And uh, a few months later, I got retested for that same, that same dis, you know, disease or whatever. And it was negative. And it was something that never, it was something that there's like medically no solution for or whatnot. So, um, yeah, kind of interesting, you know? So it was like, and he was starting to teach me like, you know, Lindsay, I had to, I had to teach you how to learn to receive like practically financially, you know, because that was going to teach you how to receive everything else in life. And, you know, in the kingdom, it is about receiving. Jesus did everything for us already. And we sometimes get in the way, myself included, you know, of just receiving what he's already done. And so I've, I've seen him connect those dots for me. Um, so it makes sense that in the dream, I would, you know, have felt weird, you know, or like off <laughs> that he wanted to, to give me exactly what I want for my wedding. It just seems like, could that really be true? You know? Man, and isn't that, isn't that something that we all have to face with God when he speaks to us? Because his promises are 
almost always, I would say always, they seem so good to be true, too good to be true. But I used to say this when I was, when I was younger, I used to say, if it feels too good to be true, it's probably God. Oh, <laughs> is he's the, he's the only one, he's the only one that really sees like that. Mm. He's the only one that really thinks that generously or that abundantly, you know, mm -hmm. I just feel I mean, this whole time, I just felt his love for you so tangibly of how much he treasures you and how much he um, protects you and how he has been covering you your whole life and how each season is so intentional and that he's about to just show you off and blow your mind with the lavishness that's coming. <clears throat> Really, it just feels like a gift to have been inside this dream with you <laughs> and inside all of this revelation. Whew, I feel emotional. It's kind of beautiful. Aww. Would you say then, I think we have established that this guy is Father God and he's coming to finance your wedding. Yeah. Thanks, God. Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks. I also need a husband, God, but I know you got it. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if there's a wedding, there's a husband. So, <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I would just take it as that. Hello. With the with that second building with the dresses and finding the dress and the dress with the zippers. Is that still bugging you or do you feel like, you know, I have enough interpretation of that to sit with it for a bit? I mean, gosh, I feel so blessed literally to even have gotten this. You know, I'm just like, "Wow, God, you know, like amazing. I didn't know cuz you know, me and my dream journey is just like a little bits of revelation have gone a long way for me. So I've just, you know, to me, I'm like, wow, I've never gotten this deep with a dream, you know, like, <laughs> I need to hire Margot, you know, like this. Is like, um, I, yeah, I've just never gotten this deep. So I'm like, wow, this is so powerful, you know? Um, so I don't think it bugs me, but of course, if there's more there, the funny thing is, is the hat that I got at the couture store, I love hats, you know, I love hats and, and, you know, I've been challenged. People are like, do you hide under hats? Sometimes I do actually, but I also love them. <laughs> like yes. it's, just because you love hats doesn't mean you're hiding. I know. I mean, sometimes I was hiding, so that's real, but, but I also just love them. And so I bought this hat from there and I just felt like a covering. A friend of mine had a dream about me years ago when I was in the middle of some ouchies, <laughs> I like to call them. And um, she goes, I just see you in this beautiful house with all these different hats, you know? And at that time, the small revelation I got from that was like, oh, God's covering me, you know, that's a covering, a hat is a covering. Yes. So it's funny that, you know, like you had said about the covering that God's been covering me all this time and the hat I bought at the couture store is a little overpriced, <laughs> a lot actually, but who cares? I wanted it. Um, I mean, another covering, like, I don't know, it just is this covering thing. So it just really connects. Every little piece is getting brought back in. It's like the threads are being sewn together so neatly. It's crazy, Lindsay. So when did you actually go on that trip to Israel? Uh, March 28th to April 11th. Or the, the this past day. March. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like a month ago. So look at the timing of this dream. This is a now dream. And it's powerful because before we came on, you know, you and I were asking Holy Spirit, which dream I should have you interpret. And I was going to go with this one. And then as you were praying, this other one like kind of kept coming up and I thought, okay, I actually think God wants us to do this one. And that's amazing, Margo. Wow. 
I kept for some reason thinking that Israel was like back then in that January 2022 time, but it wasn't. And I think it just confirms this sense of this is totally a now word. Yeah. And the, the thing about the little store with the dresses and the zipper um, is that I, I've been getting a ton of words like this, Margo. Look, I have had a long season of healing, if I'm really honest. Um, no shame, no shame, but it just has been really long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you understand. And so I, uh, I've gotten so many words recently, the past, I'd say six months, year, maybe, or eight months, like a lot, like God's getting ready to unveil you. I mean, these words are very similar, put you on display, very similar to what you're saying. I mean, who knows what that means, you know, but I'm excited. Like, this is pretty cool. I know I've, I just gave everything to God. I'm like, I want to do what you created me to do. Like I could go do a ton of things. Like I'm a smart girl, you know, but I'm like, I want to do what you created me to do God. When you knit me together, in my mother's womb, that's what I want to do. Like that was my prayer to him, you know, like three years ago, like, and then it was like a little bit intense, but anyway, so like, um, but you know, and I can see him putting pieces together, but it still doesn't feel like it does feel like there's still something that needs to come in. That's going to like put it together. I, I don't see that quite yet. So this yeah. is incredible. Yep. Yep. I think that is upon you. I think this is in swing. And you know what I would love to do, Morgie? I would love to, well, obviously we'll just keep in touch, but when we have a fulfillment or we have a physical representation in the spirit of what was happening in the spirit, I'm going to bring you back on and okay. I'm going to have you tell everybody yeah. so that people can actually see the fruit of what this dream was speaking to in the fullness Thank you. Well, this has been on. I mean, I feel so blessed. Like, I'm like, where do I send a check? You know what I mean? Like, this is like so valuable what you do, Margot. Like, this is crazy. I cannot believe I didn't have any of that interpretation until I got on this podcast with you. So I'm so glad you're doing what you're doing. And it's so valuable. And I'm just so honored and so excited. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Morgie. It is really my, my pleasure and a treasure for me to do this. I get the same excitement of revelation that everybody else does. People are always like, Thank you so much. I had no idea. And I'm like, wasn't that awesome? Because <laughs> it's just the Holy Spirit. You know, it's really just the Holy Spirit. And yes, I, I do play a, a role in that. I, I, I will take credit for a part of that. But it's just being open and learning to train our senses, but also getting you're so already trained in those spaces that even just getting them around the right people in the right timing, like revelation comes out. So anyway, love you. Love you. And there you have it. I told you it was good. So good. I can't wait to hear the feedback from those of you who are really moved by that. I want to hear what God was speaking to you when you were listening to her talk about her dream or her testimony there were a couple of things in there I just wanted to speak to really briefly. And one of those was I had the interpretation of her friend's name, Danica, being Morning Star. And I had a sense, I, I thought I had seen in scripture that that is actually what Jesus is called in times. And that is true. It is in actually Revelation 2, nope, I'm sorry, 22. Revelation 22, 16, it talks about him being the bright and morning star. So I wanted to bring that scripture in just to give another facet, an element to that interpretation. It was clear that Danica and her family represented healing or a healing time. It just was marking that season as being one of healing and, and of beauty because of the Medi Spa. But I also think 
that the bright morning star was really significant because Jesus is the healer. And that's just a double interpretation there. So I wanted to share that with you. And just before I sign off today, I wanted to tell you that my dear friend, Lindsay Morgan Snyder, has been so generous and is offering a discount on a course that she is bringing people through, which honestly, I cannot recommend enough. In case you didn't pick up on this, Lindsay has been through a lot and she is a survivor and a fighter and what God has done in her life is so radical. She has a couple different books out and I had the privilege of being a part of her life when she released her first book, which is called Letting Love In, How God Crushes Your Inner Critic. I love it. And it is all about hearing God's voice to replace those lies that you're experiencing inside. The anointing and the authority that she has in the realm of self-hatred and self-criticism and eradicating that is radical, y'all. It is radical. And if you are someone that is really experiencing that torment or has struggles with the the self-criticism or the inner critic, and you're really fighting for identity and femininity, there is no better place to go and no better person to walk through this with or receive counsel from because this woman carries not only authority, but as you can imagine, she's so much fun. And this book and this content is so full of her hilarious stories that it just brings it into perspective and it keeps it light while really going after truth. So she has so kindly offered a discount for those of you listening to Breathing Underwater. I'm going to put all of these uh, details and the links in the show notes. So please check that out. I'm going to sign off now, but if you do have time to rate the podcast and you haven't done that yet, please do that. I just want this content to get into the hands of the people that are hungry for it. And the more we spread the word, the more people will get it. Thank you so much. I look forward to being with you next time. Happy dreaming.